You guys are listening to the Change Podcast, and Change is a acronym. It's an acronym for Christ heals, anchors, nurtures, guides, and empowers. Um, and so today we are going to be talking about baptism and deliverance. And these are two different things, but they actually go hand in hand really well. I've got uh, my friend here with me. His name is Brian Constant. Brian uh, actually lives nearby from me. He, he, he actually not right now. I mean, not after, not after like in a couple yeah, weeks. But I moved here to Idaho, and it like it turned out that they were on the the last Reformation TLR map, and I reached out to him saying, hey, I'm moving in your area. It looks like I'm going to be pretty close. And it turns out he lives, was living, doesn't anymore, because he already moved, I guess. Um, he moved same to, street. But yeah, pretty much on the same street, which is really cool. So um, Brian has been a really good friend of mine for, for the year that, uh, we've, that I've been here. And, uh, and we've known each other through the context of the last Reformation, mm-hmm. Um, the people out in Phoenix are familiar uh, that I, my old friends back in Phoenix are familiar with the last reformation. A lot of them are. And so the whole idea with the last reformation is get out of the pews, get out on the streets, go find people, love on them and preach the gospel. But, but do that with the power of God. So you've got, you've got healing, you've got casting out demons. Um, you know, you, you minister to the way, them in the way that Jesus taught his disciples. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, and so that's the context in which I've known Brian because he's out there doing that, but he's also um, in ways that I haven't been able to as well, been able to integrate with one of the local churches. Uh, and it's, and that's, that's more because I'm going through my own, my own journey. And uh, so, but um, I just think it's really cool how God has really just rocked the Brian's world, Brian and his wife, Jessica, as well as the community through them. Um, I've been hearing, I've been hearing that sometimes it's as many as something like five, yeah. five times a week. There's some sort of deliverance and or baptism yeah, that got the height. Yeah. yeah. So, and, um, and that's, that's your primary ministry, right? Yeah. That's, that's been, that's been how God has specifically used you is, is people um, reach out on the TLR map or on Isaiah Saldivar's mm-hmm. map and saying, I, I need help. I, I think I've got, I've got these, demonic spirits that have been harassing me mm-hmm. and this needs to change and right yeah. is that so yeah. how does that actually happen what is what are they going through when oh, they're man. when they're going through that um you know anything from from depression um anxiety night terrors um those are some of the common things um to you know marriages being being attacked um with like lack of intimacy or um anger like out right outbursts of anger and rage um to uh seeing things right seeing things um we actually helped somebody just just yesterday who was smelling he had he would smell foul smells um which is which is a just one symptom of like there is a demonic presence um so there's many 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 like ways that that stuff manifests but i think it's every single time it's been different and that's kind of what's cool it's like every every single like opportunity we've had to serve somebody and to minister to somebody the holy spirit teaches us something new so um even though sometimes things kind of happen the same way there's always something new that we're learning uh, 
depths of of how to yield the Holy Spirit and let Him, yeah, let Him minister because He's really the one that does it, right? Mm. We know that whether it's healing or it's yeah, um, just even bringing someone to salvation, like it's not anything we do; it's the Holy Spirit at work in us. Mm. Um, and so we find like the more that we surrender and yield the Holy Spirit, He loves it. He loves our yes. Jesus loves our yes. And so when we do that, He He's able to work through us and. We learn a lot in the process. Too. Yeah. So we've we've already started to um, jump from um, um, the kind of the complications of having demonic oppression to um, to serving and, and letting the Holy Spirit move. Um, but I want to I want to uh, dive into more like what drives someone who's oppressed oh, to yeah. seeking help because. How do they even like? How do they even know that this is something that they that they need, right? You know, I think from from a lot of the the people that we've helped, the stuff that I hear a lot of times is like, I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was crazy, and so I just like started googling stuff. <laughs> you know, they like Google like what was going on, and then if you've ever done it, you'll get like a list of like these like medical or psychological explanations. And every once in a while, you you've got you've got somebody in the Christian faith who has actually posted an article or a link to something. And a lot of times, uh, especially if you're on like YouTube, YouTube is like, come on guys. Like we're on YouTube right now. Right. Yeah. Like you could do anything on YouTube. You can learn anything. You can learn how to fix your car. Right. Um, if you can certainly learn how to fix your car, you can certainly learn how to fix problems with demons. Um, so a lot of times people write, they'll Google it and, YouTube videos will pop up and they'll get like an Isaiah Saldivar video or Alexander Pagani or Vlad Sapchuk, one of those guys mm. right, um, who, who has a teaching about what they're going through. And that's, that's what happens. I think a lot of times as they do that, they're on Isaiah's page, for example, and then they see, Oh, there's a, there's a map. There's a, there's a deliverance map where I can get help in my area. And they look that up and then they, reach out and contact somebody so, i'm not even the primary point of contact just to right. be clear like it's actually the 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 church that we've been connecting with one of the guys there it is and so then he goes hey brian you want to come help us <laughs> okay so, so so it's kind of a education and hunch that that makes them realize okay this isn't just psychological this isn't just a mental thing yeah. i'm not just seeing things because I, you know i've got some whatever it's it's like a physical or mental explanation. It's actually yeah. more than that. There's something going on in the spiritual realm mm -hmm. and, and they're at least willing to try. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's exactly it. So most, most of the time people come to us, they have a general idea of what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, there are times that somebody's like, I don't know what's going on. I just know I need, I need prayer. And they just feel that conviction of the Holy Spirit to go receive prayer from somebody. Mm. And they're not quite sure. And then we start asking them questions. Hey, what's been going on? Um, and as they start right telling us what's been going on, we start to get spiritual discernment in the moment that, oh, that actually sounds like they're dealing with something that's that's more demonic in nature. Yeah. Um, and we don't ever jump to conclusions. We allow Holy Spirit to do it. We, we literally allow Holy Spirit to reveal things. Um, and then we go after them. And if something manifests and goes, hallelujah like praise god right and if it doesn't they at least every every single time they feel peace right they they're feel they're getting a touch from the holy spirit mm. um, whether i like to say every deliverance comes with a healing not every healing 
comes with a deliverance. All right. Yeah, not every healing means someone's being delivered, right? But um, every deliverance should come with some sort of inner healing. Inner healing, okay. It doesn't always, by the way. Like, there, there's times that people are just, like, casting demons out. And I, I feel like it's, you know, a lot of times it's like something's getting ripped out. And then well, we got to let Holy Spirit go in and do a healing. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where I've actually been recently. We haven't even talked about this. So this is, you're getting it straight up live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that like that's that's something that I've really been being taught by Holy Spirit is to go in with so much gentleness to, mm-hmm. to help help that person with healing in those inner wounds that now right are being cleaned out wow. all that gunk's going out and now it's like hey we're we're gonna let Holy Spirit now speak to you about that situation and like where was he at you know wow because um, so many so many times people are affected because of things like trauma. It's, it's, you know, misconception is that like demonic oppression comes because someone sinned. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we actually see that in scripture. I'm, I'm actually thinking right now of the man born blind. I think it's uh, John 9. Yeah, in John 9, Jesus heals a man born blind. And the disciples are like, oh, well, who sinned? Did it, was it him or was it his parents? And Jesus is like, nobody, nobody sinned. This is for the glory of God, right? Um, and not every time it's sin. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's unconfessed sin or habitual sin that they're living in, and a lot of times it's it's trauma. So something traumatic has happened to them, and that's that's opened a door for um, like fear or um, rejection, right? And um, or or could it be generational even? So something yeah. like yeah, their ancestors did do like back, you know, even whatever up to ten generations back. I think wow. scripture says right. Um, yeah, so it's not always the case. And so sometimes people don't know. And they're just like, I just need prayer. I don't know what it is. Something's going on. Wow. So so there's generational spirits, mm-hmm. curses that are... Are curses demonic in themselves? or That's that's a good question. <laughs> that's, um, I've actually thought a little bit about this. And I think um, curses, I, I believe, are like an entryway. Okay. They're they're like a doorway. So it's the, their power, them. some kind of power that they have, or I, I feel more like it's like a legal right. Legal right. Okay. Like because because someone in their in your ancestral line has 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 committed this sin. Like one of the ones we were dealing with the other day was divorce. There was like a lot of divorce mm-hmm. um, in the family line, and we know that divorce, according to Jesus, divorce outside of sexual immorality is actually sin. God God hates it. Um. And so there was like a lot of divorce in his line and guess what was going on in their marriage, right? There was division and there was an attack on their marriage to try to get them to, to split and divorce. Yeah. Um, and so we recognize that as like, that's, that's generational. We're going to, we're going to reject that. We're going to, we're going to have you repent for the sins of your ancestors. We're going to reject yeah. that. Um, and that doesn't mean that there's like a, a spirit of divorce that it could be. Um, but more than likely, it's that something, some sort of divisive spirit was allowed in because of that generational sin of divorce. Mm. Um, so we, I, I like to think sometimes it can be a spirit in itself. And sometimes it's just that, oh, the door, the door which they came in through. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going we're gonna to close that door. Mm-hmm. Um, the Holy Spirit's going to close that door, right? Through repentance, through rejection. Um, Rejection is if you is that would like biblically enunciation. If if you resist the enemy, he'll Mm -hmm. hopefully. Yeah, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. great. Uh, Good example of what James says, right? Yeah, resist the enemy. We stand firm. 
Um, and, and the way that we do that is we recognize the attack um, and we reject it. So if, if I'm feeling afraid, I, I love to use fear. Fear is a great one because I think fear um, and pride, those, those two in particular are two of the easiest ways that the, that the enemy attacks us. Um, but fear is not from the Lord. So we know that from uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, right? That he has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us one of love, power, and a sound mind. Mm. Um, so I know that fear doesn't come from the Lord. Right. So if I'm feeling afraid, um, I do want to clarify that sometimes fear is good in, in the sense that um, if I'm going to cross the street and there's a lot of cars coming, and it's really busy. Uh, a little bit of fear is is like okay. That's natural uh, survival fear. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. More of, that's exactly. And God it's built that into of, us for for good reasons, right? It's more of like a cautionary, like sure. oh, hold on, I need to be really cautious of what I'm doing. Okay. Um, but if that fear is like I, I'm, I've got to curl up in a ball on the side of the road because I, I can't possibly, you know, that that might be a little more right. Yeah. Not not normal. Um, right. So, but fear, we all, we have all experienced it, especially over the last like three years, right? It's been prevalent. Well, at least we've experienced the, the fear of others. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. So, uh, fear comes in, right? I start to, I start to feel afraid. Um, I recognize that I take every thought captive, right? Uh, as Paul would say, I recognize it and then I reject it. And I go mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, that fear is not from the Lord. No. I don't I actually don't have to fear. Right. Um, therefore like. I fear, I reject all fear in the name of Jesus, or I rebuke you fear. Mm. Um, right. We, and, and I speak it out because, um, James also says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we, we have, there's power in our speech. And so it's important, um, to recognize that unless, unless you have just fully given in to the devil, like demons don't read your mind. Mm. They can, they can implant thoughts, but they don't read your thoughts. Um, especially if you're just under oppression. So what do you do? You speak it out and you tell them, no, I reject you. Mm -hmm. Go in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And and for some of us, that, that might sound odd. Um, and you might see people doing that. Like we just had a gal I ran into yesterday that we had done some deliverance on like a month ago. And she was like, I think sometimes people think I'm crazy because I just kind of like, just, you know, put my head down a little bit. And I just go, go in the name of Jesus. And I, and I reject things. I'm just like, no, that's like, that's actually normal because our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's true. It's it's against spiritual darkness. It's right. against principalities. And so yeah. sometimes you just got to tell the devil where to go, right? That's awesome. <laughs> Let's talk about baptism for a minute, yeah. and then we can circle back, back to that because the, somehow that ties, it ties in. So mm. baptism, What I'll just let you speak to this. Baptism is a, you would argue it's an absolutely necessary, water baptism is an absolutely necessary component mm -hmm. of, of the Christian faith, I, right? Let's talk about that. I, here's the thing. We, we could get into what if conversations where we're, we're probably, I'm probably going to give a different answer. Um, so I'll just, I'll get that one out of the way real quick. Uh, what if somebody um, professes faith in Christ, com commits to the Lord, says, I want you to be the Lord of my life. And they have a true change of heart they repent there's repentance um and then they jump in their car and they go home they get in a car accident they die and they don't have a chance to get baptized like listen I, i'm gonna say the lord is gracious and and i i'm fairly positive that per we're gonna see that person in paradise, right? so i'm not 
so it's not it's in in that in that moment it's not necessarily at that point a, a prerequisite to salvation you're saying it, yeah i don't i don't know that it is what what i like to say is at at best it's the first step of obedience mm. right but there's plenty of scriptures that would argue that it's necessary mm-hmm. and so then i go well I have scriptures that say it's 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 a part of salvation. Um, we could just use like Acts two thirty eight for example, where Peter says to repent, to be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, mm-hmm. and that that actual phrase "baptized for the forgiveness of your sins" is used more than once. I think Peter mm-hmm. uses it in his own letters as well. So we we see that there seems to be something going along with um, being free from sin and baptism. Mm-hmm. But at, at at best, right? It's it's the first step of obedience. And I, I would just say to anybody listening, even if you profess Christ and you have not been water baptized yet, I, I'm just gonna say you're you're in disobedience. Mm-hmm. Um because there's no excuse unless you live like in a desert and there's no water. Like yeah, maybe there's some other way that you can yeah. walk the water. I don't know. I don't wanna presume sure. to understand that. Okay. Um but it's a, at, at best, right? It's a, it's a first step of obedience. We need, to, we need to be obedient to Christ. But Paul also in Romans, um, that's what really convicts me the most is reading Romans 6, where Paul says, like, do, do you not know that all of you who've been baptized into Christ have died? Mm. You've buried your old life. Um, he, he talks about that image of being buried and, and well, really like uniting with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ in baptism. We go under the water, we bury our old lives, and then we come up a new creation. No longer slaves to sin. Sure. So I like to tackle baptism not as a we must, but rather as a we get to. You yeah, know, it's a, it, there's so many benefits Good to way. baptism. And in the obedience, mm-hmm. we we should, mm-hmm. right? Be- yeah. Not just because it's it's obedience, but because there's, there's so much uh, essential good to come out of it mm-hmm. that um it's like how can you not if right. you actually want to live a life that's been yeah. that's been fully be complete in christ right? right so what is what are we talking about there so there's there's um the the notion of of you say in romans 6 dying mm-hmm. to your your flesh and putting that behind you where does baptism how is baptism tied to that is it called out specifically in that scripture in in that verbiage of that mm-hmm. baptism yeah, I mean, we see it in Romans. We we see it. Um, um, so we see it in Colossians chapter two. We 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 see it elsewhere as well. That that there's this idea of like we have been we have died with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, even I'm thinking Galatians uh, two twenty, right? I've been crucified with Christ. Right. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. There's a decision that's made, right, mm-hmm. to surrender my life completely, mm-hmm. and to say I, I'm done. I'm done living this life for myself. And I want to live it for him. So the notion, though, of death to mm-hmm. your, yourself, yes. your your flesh, and and then resurrecting with Christ, mm-hmm. tying that in with baptism. So just to make make sure, because some people might get a little bit lost. Because so baptism, we're not talking about like in the Catholic Church, the kids are going to be sprinkled on by their parents, and it happens to them. Yeah. Like there's no there's no there's no process for the, uh, an individual to say. I am making the choice yeah. 
to choose to to die to flesh. And so when we're talking about baptism, we're talking about going completely down into the water. Yeah. And that and that symbolizes a minimum of symbolizes. There's more than symbolize symbolize, but uh, symbolizes being being buried. Yeah. Being buried into uh, into the ground, mm-hmm. and then when you come up, you leaving behind mm-hmm. everything that you had buried. Yeah, that's right. And you're coming up resurrected with Christ. That's right. And so just want to make sure we're on the same page because a lot of people don't have the same understanding of what baptism even is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so there's a it's it should be a one-time deal. You made that decision and then going forward as you as you live your life here on this earth, you um you all you you you're dying every day. Yes. to your flesh. You're dying every day to your yourself. Mm-hmm. But you you're attaching, so to speak, to that moment where you were baptized in the water. Yeah. And so you're you're associating your decision today to that moment, that mm-hmm. experience of going down in the water. Yeah. And that's dead. It is dead behind you. Yeah, that's good. And it's, so it's a permanent thing that's eternal. When you, when you go down and come back up, resurrect with Christ, right? It's eternal at that point. Uh, meaning that from then on, forever, you will always be associating... Your, cho- your choice to die to your flesh to that moment. Yeah, I think I think most most things that we see in the New Testament, especially with Christ, is is used in like a continuance type of language. Okay, right, like the ask, seek, knock verse. Right, it, it's best understood as like ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be open. Right. So when we talk about forgiveness, forgiveness isn't just a one-time thing. We we live a life of forgiveness. And and I've had to do it like with my own father, where I forgave him to his face. Mm. But I have to choose to continue to forgive. Mm-hmm. That means like it doesn't happen every day, like where he comes up, but as he he's brought to my mind, I choose to forgive him every single time. Um forgiveness is a lifestyle repentance is a lifestyle it doesn't just happen one time and then we go into the waters of baptism no repentance is a lifestyle it means i'm gonna live every day in a, in a state of repentance that as something comes up as i slip and I, I make a mistake or i say something right that's that's mean or whatever you know I, i'm gonna repent from it and as soon as i recognize it i'm gonna repent from it i'm gonna say man that was that i, I shouldn't have done that Shouldn't have done. I'm gonna. I'm gonna repent and reject that. I'm gonna choose to to go the way that the Lord wants me to go because mm. I, I recognize that that's. I'm now acting outside of His goodwill for me and His His the image that He sees me in. Right. Um, and I think the same can be said to the dying ourselves. It's not just a one time thing. It's a continuous thing because while my spirit is renewed. My spirit is born again. It's it's been transformed. It's been united with the Holy Spirit. I'm still walking in this body. That's like right. It's not perfect yet. Um, that'll come a day where we receive our heavenly bodies, and and it's going to be glorious and perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not going to have to like worry about the you know, all the things about break our bodies breaking down on us, right? And our minds are the same way. Our minds are continuously being renewed. Um, and so those two parts of my life. They're kind of like that's my responsibility. That, that like that's my responsibility to continue to choose to die to myself mm-hmm. and continuously choose to renew my mind. Holy Spirit's going to help me, mm-hmm. of course, but I, I've got to make that daily choice to mm-hmm. do that. 
And so I think you're right that there's a there's a starting point of repentance. There's a starting point of of dying to ourselves. There's a starting point of of beginning the journey of forgiveness. But it's got to continue. Mm-hmm. And and I love that we're bringing this up because those right there are some of the keys to walking in freedom. Mm-hmm. So more than anything, like I'm passionate about casting out demons, but not not because I I hate demons. I do. Um, more than that, I, I love talking about walking in freedom with Christ and freedom with Christ comes from part of it is being freed from demonic oppression, right? Mm. But it's also being, being freed from unforgiveness and, and harboring, um, let's just call it hatred in our heart for others, right? If, mm. I, if I'm not forgiving someone, I, there's, there's probably some hatred down in there, right? I'm not actually loving them. I'm not actually loving myself if I'm holding on to unforgiveness either so want to go too deep into oh yeah but (laughs) but but well no but the thing is like so let's let's talk about that because you talk about repentance Mm -hmm. uh, when you're doing forgiveness or dealing with other areas that you need to repent from um at that point like is that typically when you're dealing with somebody who 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 wants deliverance and you you go to the path Mm -hmm. of baptism do these demons start manifesting what happens there sometimes we see it so Generally speaking, I'm I'm gonna share the gospel with people um, when when we go to pray deliverance for them because I want to be really clear of like what does it actually mean to be born again? What is it? What does it mean um, to be a disciple of Christ? I, I want to get those things clear. Wait, because, pause. Yeah, I want to I want to very just momentarily pause and talk about Jesus when he mentioned um, the demon being cast out and then there was a vacancy. Okay, sure. Yeah. So like, I don't know how much, how well you know that, yeah. that scripture, yeah. but, um, it's Matthew 13, Matthew, I think. Yes. I think so. I don't remember where the scripture is, but the idea was, he was saying like the, the demon comes, comes back and sees that the house has been swept mm-hmm. clean, but it's vacant, like it's yeah. it's, it's yeah. empty. So he goes back and finds seven more demons yeah. and brings them back, and and it's now eight times worse. Yeah, it's worse than it was at the, at the beginning. Yeah. And, and the idea being, you need to fill this void mm-hmm. with God's spirit and His presence, yes. right? Yeah. And it needs to be a daily refill. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. I want to tie that in that, that yeah. thought because you're talking about you want to speak the gospel first because if you get people delivered. But they haven't filled up by the time they're delivered, then they're in the next day or two or a week or whatever, sometime, they're just going to make matters worse if they don't, if they're not filled up with God's spirit and his presence. Yeah, I think um, I I used to be under the thought that, um, and this is going to bring up a whole nother subject, right? But I used to be under the thought that, oh, you should only do deliverance on someone who claims Jesus as Lord, right? On, On a Christian. Um, and there, there's some, some wisdom there because of what you've just mentioned as well, right? Because if I just do deliverance on someone that actually doesn't want to live for the Lord, then like it's, it could make matters worse, mm. right? It could absolutely make, make matters worse for them. But I, I just, I just learned to be led by the Holy Spirit. Right? Okay. Let the Holy Spirit decide what he wants to do. Mm. Right? He's, he's the one, like we, Jesus says, like, if I, if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, then the finger of like by, by the finger of God, right? Then the kingdom of heaven has come. So Jesus even claims when he cast out demons, he did it by the spirit of God, by the finger of God. Mm-hmm. So by a touch from the Lord. So who am I to say, like, yes, I have authority, but ultimately it's the Holy Spirit that does the work. Yeah. So if the Holy Spirit wants to set someone free, he's gonna set them free. So at um, that point that they could have clarity of mind, and yes. as you walk away, they might 
from yeah. there go and pursue and that's the Lord. what we've seen is is when we just don't go in with with our own agenda with our own checklist of how things should look or how things should be done and we instead just yield to the holy spirit and ask him to lead there are there are times i'm i've got one particular in mind with a gal that was um under a lot of oppression dealing with a lot of like physical manifestations through like seizures and things like that. And um, we came in and my, you know, my physical, my, my flesh, I'll just say my flesh, my mind was like, I, we need to share the gospel. We need to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, And she really wasn't in a state to clearly listen and receive the gospel at that point. And so we stopped and we asked Holy spirit what he wanted to do. And he was like, I want to heal. I want to set free. You got go for it. Yeah. And so we we just went right into deliverance. So the gospel could come after, and it did. Okay. And so there was lots of freedom that happened, and then we shared the gospel, okay. and and she was able to clearly identify, oh, like I actually need to be born again, um, and then that started that person's journey to to wholeness and freedom and, and healing and deliverance and mm-hmm. baptism and receiving the Lord, and and you know it's some sometimes it's a journey. It's not just a I love it when it all happens all at once and, you know, boom, right? The person's like, go with the Holy Spirit, maybe start manifesting by speaking in tongues or a prophecy, right? Or some sort of uh, indication that they've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit as well. And then boom, they're off and running. I love it. I love it. Like, it's 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 beautiful. It doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes it does happen in layers. Um, we joke about, like, the um, that joke about the shrek uh, uh ogres are like onions like <laughs> they have layers um and it's like but it it's sometimes true with with um freedom as well is that it comes in layers and as things get stripped away um holy spirit's been is able to go deeper mm. go deeper and go deeper and go deeper and as long as that person's continuing to sur- surrender and submit um the work's going to get completed we know that because Right, it's promised mm. that he who began a good work in you will will see it through to completion. Yeah. So we, it's a foregone conclusion, right? It's going to happen, um, as long as we continue to do our part, which is really the easy yoke of giving up and surrender. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, do you have any interesting stories, scenarios where you dealt with with someone who went through this whole process? <laughs> one in particular that that stands out um one one that's it's coming to mind right now is we um we met a gal on the map tlr map um, met at a coffee shop we were just kind of talking about we're actually talking about like torben and his situation and um, he's in prison right now yeah, in Torben's florida in prison for the gospel there's no real charges against him it's um yeah it's a clear uh, spiritual warfare actually going on there um but we were just talking about that and and then um this person started opening up about their their struggles in life and what they were kind of going through and we stopped and prayed and asked holy spirit what he wanted to do and we were led to share the gospel so we shared the gospel and the person you know identified as as being a new creation and um and so we were like oh well, let's okay well let's go ahead and pray for you and we started praying for them and there was demonic manifestations happening and we proceeded to um do deliverance for almost two hours this is like right in front of a coffee shop like 
people walking in and out. And, wow. You know, there's, there's lots of crying and weeping and stuff. Wow. And, stuff, and we're, we're just like, it's normal. <laughs> just, it's totally normal. It's absolutely like a normal everyday Christian walker should be. Um, wow. That's if we look at Jesus and throughout the gospels that happened all the time. Yeah. Um, I think seven of seven or nine of his miracles apps, like all involved some form of deliverance. Right. Mm, wow. Uh, the recorded ones at least. Um, so that happened. And then, um, person was like, wow, so clear. I can see like colors are vibrant and like they noticed a physical, change and even like how they were seeing things um everything was good we were following up with them and um kind of trying to be in community with them and it was like two weeks later or so my wife was actually gonna um do something my wife does hair and so they're gonna do hair haircuts and stuff and person was like hey i think i think i'm supposed to be baptized mm-hmm. okay well if the holy spirit's leading you to do it then do that um but if you're if not if it wasn't the holy spirit we want you to pray more about it because mm. i'm not necessarily in the business of just rebaptizing people to rebaptize them right but oh, so this was a rebaptized situation. yeah yeah because they had been baptized pre- previously uh, in the church and they were like no i i there's things that need to die that mm. i haven't haven't been baptized in the that way of dying to myself um, and so that we did, we, we baptized them and immediately went into deliverance right afterwards. And there was another about two hour session right there in the waters, um, with two uh, hours in the water, tons, tons more freedom. Um, and so deliverance person, happened in the water. That person is like on fire. <laughs> it's so cool wow. to see the, the, the change, um, that, that Holy spirit brings through that. Yeah. I, um, I'm stubborn. I think you know that about me. Like I'm, I'm a pretty positive person, but I'm also really stubborn. Um, and, and so when deliverance happens, like you were with me on one of these mm-hmm. too, and it was a long one too. Yeah. And it was probably two hours or so on that one too. And it, I'm look, I'm, I'm an outlast. I'm like, I'm going to be more determined, um, for you, for that demon to leave than it is to, for it to stay. Um, and I, I think again of that verse in John 15, John 15, 13, that greater love has no man than that he would lay down his life for his friends. And part of laying down our lives is um, giving up my time, giving up the watching a show or whatever, right? And spending a couple of hours so that someone can get free. Come on, man. That's like, yes, I want that. Every, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, every time I want to do that. Awesome. Um, that, that's just one yeah. I think well, one we did together that was pretty pretty powerful as well. Yeah, so, yeah, that was powerful. I was yeah. I saw a lot happen from beginning to end. Mm. And what I saw I'm gonna share it a yeah, little bit on that one. I, we haven't actually I don't know that we've ever really, really unpacked all of it. So So this was a fellow who he had been in a lot of drinking mm-hmm. sin and alcoholic um addiction and mm-hmm. uh just a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in a workplace that was just filled with raunchy behavior, raunchy mm-hmm. language. So a lot of, uh, and what else? What was he music, dealing with? Like oh, horrible, music. horrible rap music and stuff. And so he was just, he, he was, there was an infestation. So, yeah. 
and he he was just tired of of this mm-hmm. of this mess of because he knew that he was being de- de- uh, demonically oppressed yeah right and so he he was already, he was when i arrived you and another brother were there to do this this work and I, i've I've seen your process. It's interesting that you start off with let's iterate over all of these areas that you need to repent from and you write them down. Yeah. And so you write down, you know, lust, you write down uh, alcohol, what it, yeah. like uh, this list. And it became a list of about what was it, 30 things? Yeah, maybe about 30. Which is, and, and that was a, considered a small list, I've heard yeah. you say too. <laughs> There's some longer ones. Sometimes people have these massive lists, and, yeah. and, and it's really the way that you get the, the data out of them is like, what have you been doing? Or what, like you say, like, I, how do you get this data from them as you're writing this stuff I down? Actually, we actually, it's it's interesting. We sometimes we start with like the interview of like, hey, what's been going on, and then they start opening up about things, and then I go right to, hey, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit right now to reveal to you what what are the things that you need to repent from, what are the things you need to cut ties with, who do you need to forgive, mm. what kind of like soul bonds or or um, soul ties like what what are those that need to be broken Mm. what what maybe is ancestral that's happening in your general and we just let holy spirit start revealing and we and then we like it's hard for you to but i finish spirit do the work yes every time he brings conviction and and things start coming out they just start mentioning the lust or the sexual morality for it right it just starts coming out and, wow. I, and then I'm writing them down. By the way, he said, he said, um, I shut up. Yeah. Because <laughs> the mic probably didn't hear that. Yeah. I shut up and I let the Holy Spirit do the, do the yeah, work. I, <laughs> I, I could go on. Um, then I'm writing them down. And then, but as I'm writing them down, I'm doing two things. I'm listening to the person and I've got an ear to the Lord. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. And many times he'll, he'll bring in connection. So, for example, if someone's dealing with depression, mm. that's common, right? They're dealing with depression. I know with depression, discernment's going to come, but it's also just some of it's logical. I think my brain works really like analytical with, with logical as well. So I'm like, all right, well, with depression, what else comes with depression? Anxiety. Okay, well, well what, where, what's the root of anxiety? Fear. Okay. Where, where, where could depression go? Well, it could go to self-hatred, self-harm, mm. suicidal thoughts, okay. right? And now we're getting into like, well, suicide, murder, hatred. And these are like, things we want to reject. Yeah. And so there's, a, could be a whole list. And what's the purpose is, is I, I, I want, I want to help that person get, and I, I believe the Holy Spirit does as well, cut every single root mm. of, of, of those types of, uh, thoughts and torment and 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 connection and bonds with with the demonic and so we go through it all and and we go through it all and sometimes so what happens then is as the person is rejecting them sometimes we start to see manifestations Mm -hmm. as they're literally rejecting them um sometimes that happens and when it does um we'll either deal with it right then and there or we'll like make a little check mark okay we need to come back to that one you know and we'll come back to it, let them get all that stuff out. And then if we're doing baptism, we'll reject all of it, get in the waters, baptize them. And then we just go through the list. Mm-hmm. We just command each one of those. So spirit of lust go in the name of Jesus. 
spirit of sexual immorality. So God. hang on. So yeah. all right. So you you let's back up. So yeah. we were cap- capturing all this data. We're 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 just sitting with them. We're writing this stuff down, and these are the things that we need to address, right? Yeah. So then. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's probably about an hour ish. Yeah, it's all in this case. Well, in this case that I saw, I guess it was yeah. it, it was probably about an hour, but it could be a couple hours. It could be a half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and think then an hour is about generally on average thirty minutes to an hour to let the Holy Spirit really draw out all these areas that we need to identify yeah. to to get freedom from, and so and then you, I guess you were doing this in your house, so you had a bathtub ready. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a nice warm bath water. Oh, you can baptize people anywhere. So it could be a, underwater. I've seen it done in a swimming pool, seen yep. it done or in a jacuzzi, uh, seen it done in a, a horse trough. Yeah. Um, Lakes, creeks. Yeah. 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 So, but in this case, it was a bathtub. So we went in there and uh, I guess two of you had uh, were, were there and I was in the back mm-hmm. holding this list and just praying mm-hmm. for, you know, praying and yeah. maybe in tongues or just just praying for God to whatever the Holy Spirit to to do His thing. I also I think you asked me to um, as the Holy Spirit moves me to yes. verbalize in a whisper areas that need to be called out yes. that He He needs to reject. Yes. They're in the water, right. and this happened before we actually did the dunking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we He was in the water. He's renouncing all yeah. of this stuff. And then after renouncing everything, which is yeah. another 20, 50, 20, 30 minutes of renouncing, yeah. or maybe Sometimes, maybe yeah. not that long, um, then you finally let's let's wrap this up and yeah. put it all to death, right? That's so right. so it That's goes right. down in the water. Yeah. Brian, I have to say I've seen a lot of baptisms <laughs> and I've never seen anything so intricately, carefully, yeah, well well practiced just it's just so yeah. complete and it's it's uh, and and i just wish that this was done on video like that moment yeah. not that we want to invade anybody's privacy right. but it's just it's just i've never seen it so it's just so complete you know yeah. it, there's a whole process involved that uh, we we followed up with this person there was it wasn't done it wasn't over right. yet right right and that, we that's kind of getting back to what we were talking about sometimes happens in layers and for that person there there was there was something that they kept going back to okay and they 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 kept going back to a, a certain sin and that was opening a door mm-hmm. and they got more freedom and then they got they got more freedom and one of the times they they received uh the gift of tongues right and we know that tongues is a is a it's part of the armor of god yes if we read in ephesians 6 we get down through the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit and then then paul clearly says Pray at all times in the spirit. Wow. And we know that if we go back and we cross-reference that to 2 Corinthians uh, 14, 14 or in, and, and 12, 12 and 14 are the two chapters that also talk about tongues. Uh, Paul says, pray in the spirit, pray in tongues. He actually makes that connection that when he says pray in the, the spirit, he means pray in tongues. Mm. Um, that's how we, our spirit prays. And so we know that that's a weapon also against the enemy. And so then now he received a weapon, right? He's got the sword of the, the spirit, the word of God. He's got a shield of faith. And now he has a weapon to, to proclaim, right? That, mm-hmm. To speak in tongues, which is edifying to ourselves. It builds ourselves up. Demons don't understand it. It confuses them. And often it causes them to flee as well. So when we say also standing firm, that could look like praying in tongues. Okay. Um, wow. So yeah, I've, I've, I've yeah. never seen these and tied then, together before. It's yeah, really and interesting. then he received freedom. He even received even more freedom. Um, I think it was just like two, two, three weeks ago, he came for prayer. And every time, man, he looked 
different, different each time. And this time it was like, whoa, there was a new level of freedom that you could, you could spiritually discern when you looked at him. You're like, oh, wow. Okay. There's something new. There's something different. There's a deeper level of commitment to Christ that that's happened. Wow. We, we, we jumped way ahead. I was, I was, and, and not that I don't, I really want to, I love to hear that. Cause I didn't know, I didn't yeah. have that follow up with yeah. him. I saw him once or twice, but, but let's go back to that. He's in the water. Yeah, We've yeah. gone through this stuff and then we do this dunking. Yep. Um, we, by the way, we always, you always go down, die with Christ, yeah. rise with Christ. Right. Yeah. That's the way you usually put yep. it. That's the way we say it. And, uh, and I've seen that done. That's kind of the TLR thing that yeah. the last reformation way, as opposed to a lot of, there's a lot of pastors who get really hung up on, we're supposed to do this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? And, I, and, and you, but the thing is, I would say, you are doing it in the name of the Father. Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's yeah. not an incantation. Right, right. You're doing it in the authority of the Father, yeah. Son, and the Holy Spirit. But yeah. we, we verbalize, die with Christ, rise yeah. with Christ, because this is what you're actually doing, Yeah. right? Yeah, and there's many times that, that some people want, I want to, they they. They connect with the baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, so a lot of times I'll just end up saying, um, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I baptize you into the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Die with Christ. Right? No, everybody's happy. And then and it's like, yeah, we covered all the bases. There you go. For anybody that's, that's uh, doubting of anything. And then at that point, they've come up out of the water, and we immediately just Did- start going after that list. Okay. And, and oh, so they haven't done the. They haven't gone through the list at that point. No, I mean, like I start going after the list oh, as, you got as in commanding those things to go. Oh, okay. Okay. Right? So that person's rejected. They so that list is associated to demonic activity. Now you're yes. saying these demons must go. Right. And so right. then you see some manifestations. And then I right. saw. I man, yeah. I was hearing voices I'd mm-hmm. never heard before from this guy. Yeah. When I was there. Yeah. And I mean, this is like a, this wasn't my first time seeing this kind of thing, but uh, you know, I was hearing. Blast, lots of blasphemy. Lots of blasphemy. Lots of other personas. Yeah, yes. coming out of this mouth. Right, we could. You, it's clearly was not him. Right, it's clearly not him. And and so we had to go one by one. Yeah. And and then we had to come back to the host and say, hey, yeah. what's going on with? I heard this name of this. I guess this woman, for example, yeah. who who you've been associated with. Yeah. You need to let her go. Yeah. Right. We we haven't renounced her that soul tie. Yeah, is that what that that's was? Exactly what it was. And then there was I guess an, uh, there was a, a male friend yep. that he was really close yep. a, a soul tie with a male friend that they were just friends with. Yep, There's but no they were stuff. right, and yet they were soul soul tie. Yeah, and it, it happens. It happens with like father father child relationship, mother child relationship, oh, wow. any any ungodly relationship um, in the sense of. You know, like you could have a parent. So they had sinned dominant. together. They had sinned together. And they had sinned together as okay. well. Yeah, they had, they had committed sins together. So that that's also. Um, we had one just the other day that the um, the person had like done drugs with their father, um, and so we recognized like, oh, that's like that's a that's a soul tie. Mm. There's a soul tie that's created there because that's not a god. That's not a god godly intended relationship between a father and a child. Okay, that's, that's not right. Right. So therefore, we 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 just go after it. We we break that soul tie, and the way that we do it is we have them forgive the person, and then we have them take back spiritually take back everything that belongs to them, give back everything that belongs to the other person, mm. and then um, break the soul tie in the name of Jesus, and we have that person bless them and actually pray a blessing over that person. For I, we love forgiveness that comes with a blessing, 
Mm. Um, because it's it's like I saw this. I yeah. saw this. It's beautiful. So not only do I release them, mm -hmm. not only do I forgive them, but I bless them. Yeah, I yeah. get them. And sometimes a blessing. the blessing is just not just like this is the best blessing you could ever give somebody, right? That they they encounter the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That that they have a, an encounter with the Lord Jesus. That they come to repentance. They come to know the the love of the Father. Yeah. Um, those are ways that we bless, right? And it, sometimes people have very specific blessings, like for that person's marriage or their children or or whatnot. So it, it just depends on the right the person, the situation, and the leading of the Holy Spirit. So okay, can't stress that enough. Follow the Holy Spirit. Yeah, <laughs> and that follow the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and for someone um, like I can relate to to this uh, to someone who's who's been in in the faith mm -hmm. sorry for the noise <laughs> someone who's been in the faith for a long time but not really gone all in with with this this, this practice of really truly being led by the lord they, right. they've in other words they've they've thumped the bible their all their lives they, they've gotten theologically well versed and but they never really had a, a deep intricate understanding of of that relationship with god where they can hear his voice and, mm -hmm. and they're following him that can be a retrain that requires maybe a retraining. So the notion of, I mean, it's easy for someone who's actively living this lifestyle of being led by the spirit to say, just live, just wait yeah. for the Holy spirit to speak. That's true. But for some of us, and this is a totally different topic, but I, and then I'll get into we'll we, uh, tomorrow, right yeah. tomorrow, actually yeah. tomorrow we'll get into hearing the voice of God. And uh, I say, I say tomorrow, this is, it won't be published tomorrow. <laughs> we'll get together tomorrow. To, 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 yeah. Because you guys are going to be, uh, Brian's going to be going to Bolivia yeah. with, uh, with another friend, uh, with Jonathan Brown, which uh, we'll bring him on here for, for a couple minutes to, to yeah. talk about uh, their Bolivia trip. But um, anyway, so I'm sorry, I want to go back to, to this this example yeah yeah so um this young man was I, I, it was a young man that i was i was there w uh, watching this and he was manifesting you were casting out i noticed at the very end of that that now what was coming out of his mouth was holy spirit himself he was prophesying out of his own mouth i still get like i get like woo, like thinking about it because guys this this the, the demon that was manifesting was saying things like, I love him. I'm, I'm not going to leave him. Like he's mine. Um, I'm not going to let go of him. He wants, wants me here. Like, it was crazy. Like that are just, I mean, just super demonic. Yeah. When it left and we prayed for the Holy spirit, what started coming out of his mouth was the Holy spirit prophesying over himself, over, over, over him. And it was like, um, Jesus loves, loves me. Jesus will never leave me. The Lord, the Lord Jesus is, is always with me. He's like, right. And it was literally the Holy spirit counteracting all the words that the demon had spoke out of his mouth. Now the Holy spirit was speaking out and counteracting it. And I, I love, there's like a parallel to what everything we've just been yes. talking about. It was, it went from pure evil world. to pure glory. Yeah. It's so good. And I never, I never seen that before. Wow! And I, I got I've to never seen that manifestation. Yeah, that was before. that was really really cool though. I I saw it. I was yeah. I got to see that. <laughs> I got to see that so I could call it out. At first we were like, "What is going on?" And then we were like, "We were looking at each other." It was quiet, and then we we're like hearing, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, that's 
so awesome. I'm like, wow, what an honor to like, right? What an honor to witness that. Yeah. I want to get back to this one thing yes. you said. You were like, hey, I wish it was recording. And um, oh, we were talking about this the other day of, um, I, I get, I keep getting the image when we we do baptism in this way. I keep getting the image of the birthing room, and it's like, you know, when a child is born into the world, um, most of the time you don't, you know, don't stick a camera in that room and broadcast it to the whole world. Yeah. It's intimate, and yeah. there's, there's like three or four people in the room. I, by the way, I was kind of. Not being sarcastic, but I was kind of being tongue in cheek, you know. No, I understand exactly what you mean because because people like what I like to say it this way too. Once you once you've seen a demon manifest and a demon be cast out, like you don't you don't just like unsee those things. Yeah. Um. It it it's a just like any encounter with the Holy Spirit. Um. It it's gonna leave you changed. It's either gonna leave you changed in the sense of it's gonna draw you closer to Him and and hungrier for him or it's gonna leave you changed in the sense that you're gonna reject it and reject what you've seen and it's gonna just lead you down the path of your of accepting your own truth mm. your own truth right um we know there's only one truth yeah um so you're gonna be changed one way or another either deeper into darkness mm -hmm. or deeper into his glorious light did you ever get uh, any deliverance on yourself? Um, yeah, well, we we received deliverance in baptism as well. That's how it went for us. Um, I like John was one of the ones baptized. <laughs> like speaking loudly because he was John, not me, and another he's, Jonathan. He's sitting over there, like watching us, um, just for the, the video to see. Can't see. Um, he so they prayed over me. I don't think there was any like crazy manifestations, but. I I know, I know. After that day, I felt a ton of freedom, mm. in in the sense that there were things that, um, that I was tied to or that I was I was bound to, that just they didn't affect me anymore. Um, and I'd received some deliverance pre even previous to that, um, just just from the Holy Spirit, just him him like me crying out. I I was dealing with the spirit of anger and rage and just crying out to the Lord. Um, and, and I received some freedom in that moment. And it was like the, the layers, it was like layers of freedom. Okay. Um, and then as I continued to walk with him, renew my mind, renew that commitment with him, it, it just started going more and more. And more. Mm -hmm. So I, I used to be a very angry person. Wow. Um, very, very angry in, in the just fits of rage and, um, and anger and, and not, not to the point of like violence, but to the point of like saying thing, like it was a lot of stuff that came out of my mouth was, was just ungodly and, you know, and, and even word curses that had to be, I had to like confess and renounce as well that I've spoken over others. Right? Okay. Um, and I'm not that way anymore. Like, I don't That's know, awesome. you know me for a year. Like, I don't know that you've ever seen me angry. No, I mean, I'd be probably angry at a demon. Not, I've know, never once seen you angry. angry. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It just doesn't. I, I have, I can actually relate. And like, I yeah. used to have, I used to be very reactionary and I mm -hmm. used to be very yeah, impulsive, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even, I would say even just uh, maybe a couple of years ago, like I would deeply hurt my mother because, because I, I would visit my mother. Um, and, and in my visit, I'd also get my, do some work. Mm -hmm. So I'd be like working and my mother would, would step in 
because uh, I'd be working in the in the the room, and I'd turn around and I'd be like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a call!" And I'm just yelling at her, and she would like that would hurt her, right? Yeah. And so like, uh, that was more than me learning to love my mother. There was something still there and and i had a i will say you know i've had a couple bouts of of believe it or not self-deliverance mm-hmm. and okay. uh and and I, we didn't talk about self-deliverance but i will say like mm, a couple of years ago here's something that's kind of interesting i don't know i don't know what fully went on but i will say something interesting happened so i was stepping out for a walk i just wanted to walk with the Lord. And as I stepped out, I was going on like a mile and a half walk. I was praying and I was like, God, I just thank you so much that you've, you know, for the blood and, and that I, you give me this opportunity where I can fully surrender to you. And as I said the words, mm. whispering, I was saying, I was thinking it and feeling it truly in my heart, fully surrender to you, Holy Spirit. As soon as I said that, I had the sudden rush of nausea. Mm. And I didn't like puke or not that. It's just this momentary, like a maybe a second or two of just yeah. and like what like was dry, that? Like dry heat. Yeah, yeah, like the there whole. was no, there was no like, uh, like yeah. It was just this weird, like sickly feeling in yeah. my stomach. And I, of course, having seen what I've seen, I realized that must have been a a a sudden self deliverance. Yeah, felt a release from it. I mean, I, I didn't, like, once it came in and left, it was back to where I was just enjoying what I was thinking, you know, because I... Just enjoying the Lord, yeah. Yeah. But, and then I had another instance, and this was more, much more recently, this was in uh, late January or February, I was uh, in prayer uh, in my, my home is my home, is my prayer closet, right? Because, mm-hmm. so I was really, really wanting to get deeper in my... Um, trying to break through a bra- uh, a barrier in my in my speaking in tongues where mm-hmm. I was just constantly hearing a pattern a repeat pattern yeah. over and over again uh like four or five sentences in in tongues being repeated and I wanted to get let's let's go beyond right yeah. and so it was like and I knew that God was telling me if you want to do that and you you should you need to spend way more time yeah and break that barrier and so I did it and as I was praying in tongues and uh spent several minutes just in this repeat maybe an hour or so something happened and um and this wasn't the first time a breakthrough had happened like this but this was a whole nother level and all of a sudden i I, i'm sharing this not with respect to the gifts but what possibly may have been another self-deliverance because i was physically i was experiencing the weirdest choking sensation my my throat started choking yeah. My eyes were crying tears that were not mine. Yeah. It, and I was, uh, but I was speaking in, in new tongues. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? I, I sensed God's presence yeah. uh, dumping on me, but I was, I could tell I'm breaking, I'm literally breaking a barrier. Like, like yeah. I'm, I'm breaking a dam open. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know if it was like a barrier in my flesh that God was breaking through or if it was like a, a self-deliverance. Yeah. But uh, I can I I do know that after that point, um, there was you know a new ability to wow. speak in more tongues, wow. and so that was interesting. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of uh, yeah. I don't have a box to put it in, right? Like, 
which is fine, which is good. And you know this, and making boxes, (laughs) right? You know, and not to, I'm not going to get into details for privacy sake, but um, I, uh, you know, recently decided to get further deliverance and and uh, just to to clear the air, so to speak, and so. And, yeah, and, I, I, and nothing I much came of that, but I, th- I think I think there there certainly was more peace. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of peace that came from that. Yeah, I, I, there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, if you can go change the oil in your car every three months, you can certainly just get a little checkup spiritually, of like, is there is there something that I've agreed with that I don't recognize? I think yeah. I think if we're if we're really good at walking in the spirit, you start to recognize things pretty quickly in you, and when you need when you need something. Um, so it's happened to me before, um, where, where I've rejected something and I've just asked my wife right away to pray for me, pray over me. Um, it, it happens. And, and I think, I think one, there's no shame. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right? Romans eight, one. Um, so there's no like shame in saying how I need more of the Holy spirit right now. I need a touch of the Holy spirit. Because there's something else that's been that's been bugging me or has been been uh, weighing me down, and I need I need a touch from him. Just, yeah, right? That's 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 our that's our inheritance, really. Right? Is that, that we're allowed to go boldly before the throne and ask ask for anything, right? Anything in His will, anything in which if if we're walking with Him, our will becomes His will. Yeah. By the way. Um, is you, you start to desire the things of the Lord. Mm. So you become a slave to righteousness, wow. not a slave to sin. Yeah. Yeah. Off topic, sort of. There's two more things I wanted to, to yeah. talk about before we uh, we wrap this up. Sure. Um, well, three. One was uh, I wanted to share, um, let's see what your your reaction okay. is about oh. a couple things uh, or something that happened. Um, so once... It's kind of this the same thing happened twice. One when I was in Phoenix, and one when we had the there was a homegrown TLR Kickstart that you joined that you yeah. and I were at. Yeah. It, but the same thing, what the same thing was, and I'm I'm still boggled my mind what God was doing. I mm-hmm. I don't understand other than just it seems that my role in the body, my special special role, is to observe. Hence the podcast, right? In Phoenix, there's a brother. He knows who he is. He might end up listening to this. His name is Anthony. Okay. It was a brother who insisted he was being led by the Lord to get me to join him to go to a park to to, to minister to people out there, sure. the TLR way. Yeah, yeah. And um, and it was so hot, baking hot. It was 110 degrees, and I just I was being honestly, I was I was I was being a little brat. Yeah. Honestly, as a child of God, I was I was God's brat, and I was having he was having a real hard time convincing me. But he convinced me. I joined him, and I was I was also dealing with fear. I was there was there was an element of fear, just mm. breaking, just experiencing new things because I'm an introvert kind of fear. Not not I don't think it was like demonic fear. It was more just I'm trying to I'm trying to get past. I I'd spent two decades sitting in front of a computer. It's yeah. hard for me to get out among people. So it's it's been interesting. To continue to grow me, yeah. I don't know what was going on, but here's the thing: what when as soon as we went out there, we had this, we had this big white um, marker board, and we were gonna we were gonna marker it up, and I, what we ended up doing was like free pr- prayers, free hugs, or something like that, or free yeah, yeah, yeah. 
free Bible, free prayer, free hugs, or something like that. Anyway, we hadn't even brought out, we hadn't even started to use the marker yet. We showed up at the park, and we were we were just finding the place to be. We hadn't marked this thing up yet, and this guy walked up, and he's, his nose was bloodied up. Mm. And he said, uh, what did he say? So first of all, he, he's kind of, kind of dirty, and he mm. says, hey, I uh, saw so you coming over here, and look at you all dressed all spiffy. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he says, anyway, we, we just we just send them all to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's odd. <laughs> I didn't realize until afterwards that I'm literally talking to a manifestation of demons who are talking to me. Mm-hmm. They're literally coming to, they saw two men of God who were filled with the spirit showing up to do God's work and they wanted to come and harass. Intimidate. Intimidate and harass, yeah. And and I didn't realize what was going on. But I just just said something like, I just said something like, well, why would you do that? Like, Jesus loves everybody. He's like, B, as he he stomped off. And Anthony, he's like, preaching at him. He's like, you better turn from your sin, brother. Or whatever, like, not sin, brother, but like, you better turn from your sin. Etc. And he just marches away and turns around out of view yeah. out of the corner. But I'm like, what was that? And maybe I could have had an opportunity to uh, to do deliverance on that moment. Outcast. Maybe I don't know. Or, yeah, Holy Spirit wanted you to see something. Wanted you to recognize what was. Going I on. think that it honestly, honestly, I think it was for the purpose of observation. Mm. Okay, the same thing. Basically, the same thing happened. Yeah, and I that story. Yeah. Washington. So we split up into groups of, I guess, two or three. Mm-hmm. There was a, it was a kind of a public place. They had music, getting prepped. They had f- food vendors, and then across, right across the street, there was a little miniature park. Same kind of miniature park as where I was in Phoenix, interestingly. Mm-hmm. But it was me and uh, on with you. On, so somebody else was with you. Yeah, it was Andre. That's uh, uh, his name, right, Andre? Yeah. And then. Um, and then, and then another guy who was with the the visitor from oh, Spokane. Yeah. I didn't think that I was supposed to be taking point, but apparently I was. But I mean, nobody was. I should say nobody was taking point. Like who was actually kind of yeah. talking to people? But this again, this demon infested woman showed up, like, and she is just marching around, just sputtering things, and and she would say things like, uh, um. Well, I'm I'm trying to remember. I didn't. I wasn't prepared. Giants being giants or something like that. First of all, one of the guys who was with me was trying to minister to her, or not, or comment to something that she was sputtering, and she's. Oh, I think he said something about age. Like you know, I'm 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 kind of older than you are, or like because she's an old kind of an older lady, but he was even older. Yeah. And then and then she turned to him and he's like, Oh no, oh no, man, we're not talking years. We're talking centuries. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, I, I knew that, I already knew that she was demon infested, but here these demons are actually yeah. declaring themselves to be centuries old right. in our faces for no reason. Yeah. And and I'm asking her, what's your name? She's like, what's your name? And I'm like, John. She's like, oh, John the Baptist. And turns around and yeah. kind of yeah. dances around. And just weird. And I was, I've always wondered, like, should I have, like, said, hey, you be yeah. quiet. I'm asking your host or whatever, what her name is. Yeah. And where I was going with that was, I wanted to ask the host, do you want to be freed? Yeah. And, but I didn't get that far. 
the the thing is like I don't we weren't really doing anything productive there, but as before we left, I was like or she was she was like, Man, I thought you guys were, were giants. And that's what, yeah. what you had heard. And it's again, it's it's the observation. What those demons were seeing mm-hmm. were men of God. Mm-hmm. They don't know that you can't see them properly. They, they they see what I've heard people say, I think Kevin Zadai says this. They see the power of God glowing in your eyes. Mm. Something like that. Mm. And like she was expecting a, a showdown. Yeah. I think I think my my immediate take, and I think this is helpful too for for listeners, is um is that look, demons want to intimidate, they want to cause fear. Um the, those are the things that they want to try to do. And because because if they could get you to be afraid, right? Possibly there there could be an open door, right? Um, and, and so I think a lot of times it's a lot of fear and intimidation that happens. We think about that like in, in crazy manifestations that we see. Um, it it becomes um, it becomes almost comical because you realize that you're you're it, it, the the demon is it's like it's a eleven year old twelve year old child. Um, so it behaves that way. Just, just like flailing around, pouting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 then you realize, I'm a I'm a son of the Most High God, wow. right? Yeah. Who who has the authority of Christ, and and who am I to hear this little pouting that's happening? Um, but they are trying to cause fear, and they're kind of trying to cause intimidation. Um, they're trying to cause distraction, right? They're just all tactics of the enemy, right? His his job is to to kill, steal, and destroy, right? And so if he if he can destroy your faith, if he can steal your joy, if he can steal your peace, right? That that's that's the job of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so we just we just recognize it for what it is. And in those moments, those are the moments where we have to be really good at, at listening to the Holy Spirit, and and trained up on like how to hear His voice to be able to say like, "What do you want me to know? What do you want me to know about about this person?" What do you want me to do? And being able to see the person through the through the eyes of Jesus that 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 is a Father loves them, Father loves them, and the, the battle is not flesh and blood, right? There there's a there is a woman there that yeah. is like desperately being being tormented. tormented. Yes, and needs needs to know the wow. love of God, right? There's a man that's being tormented who needs to know the love of God. Mm. Um. And I'm not going to pretend to tell you I know the answer to those questions because I don't. I wasn't. I wasn't there. And you know, those are the like I said. Those are the times that we need to we need to be asking the Holy Spirit. Hey, what do you want to do? How should how do you want me to respond? And it might be like just give him a hug, or it might be like you command it to go right. But whatever that is, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit, yeah. not just by my flesh. I don't want to just say something that that seems right. I want to say what. He said, and that's the model that Jesus gave us, actually. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. That's the model for us is, is can we get to the place where we are only saying what we hear the Holy Spirit say, only doing what he tells us to do? Um, I think that's that's like the goal, right? Is it is. Like Christ. So in that case, what to get out of both of those similar yeah. experiences is nothing to do with 
demonic manifestations, everything to do with, I really need to get close to the Holy Spirit and then be able to hear his voice mm -hmm. and be guided by him yeah. in everything that I do. So that like if that. next time I come into a situation like that, I'm not on my toes in my yeah. flesh. I'm yeah. on my toes in listening and being guided Holy by the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. Right. That is my challenge because, uh, yeah, honestly, that's something I, I would I would still yeah. struggle with. I can think of an. I mean, I'm thinking of one right now, a situation that was very similar with someone that was clearly just, just overrun by by demons and not not knowing exactly what to do in that situation and not hearing very well in the, in the moment. So, so yeah, I I can, I could say it's happening. It's happened to me as well. So, yeah, cool. The last thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap up is we had a, there was a movie that came out recently. Oh sure. Uh, what was the name of the movie? Come out in Jesus. Come out in Jesus' name by. What, what uh, I think I think Greg Locke. Greg Locke, the yeah. one that kind of put it all yeah. together. And a lot of people have heard about that and and uh, how it, it showed at the movie theaters, mm -hmm. and then at the end of the movie. There's a whole bunch of deliverance that yeah, happened. And yeah. Brian, you were leading the charge for the deliverance <laughs> yeah. at the local one. Yeah. First time it showed, they showed it twice in, yeah. in the area. And the first time, like, they shut down the whole thing. Yeah. They, yeah. It, it wouldn't show. And I personally, I think it was deliberate, yeah. that sabotage. But they sure. said that, they said that it, you know, it, just, it was the, some the satellite feed wasn't, wasn't working. working or whatever. Yeah, but we were together on that one, and I, I'm sorry, like that was one of the most beautiful things that's ever happened. And I was like, we worship. I was like, it would have been better for the devil to just allow, like, allow the movie to play, um, but instead, it had a, a complete theater full, packed, worshiping. We were worshiping God we just, together we, in we song. Just started singing and worshiping. I think it was actually our our other friends started leading the charge with the singing. Okay. And they, they just started breaking out in song and the whole theater started singing and worshiping the Lord. And I, one of the things that hit me in that moment was the, that I, I love the opportunity. Um, John Brown and I have done this a few times where we get to worship the Lord in places that he is not normally worshiped. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I, we, I remember being in a Bolivian hospital with him and we, we just stopped and we just took a moment to just just pray and to worship him mm -hmm. and supermarkets. I see John, John has done it multiple times in supermarkets where he's just stopping in the middle of them. Like he just stops and just, just takes a moment to recognize the Lord in that moment, right? There's consumerism going on. There's all kinds of stuff happening around. It's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take a moment to worship the Lord. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a, a moment to enjoy his presence in this, in this place. And so that, that was one of the things that hit me the hardest that first time. That first theater was just like, man, what an honor to worship him in a place where they're playing like cocaine bear and like, right? like all these like crazy, like demonic movies, right? Where, where the enemy's being worshiped. Yeah. Satan's being worshiped. And instead we get to worship the Lord. Mm. Um, and then the second one, we, we also got a chance to About go a month to later. Together. Yeah. And and that was beautiful. They, so the, the first showing they did a, like a live deliverance. So that's, it was live. I keep bumping. I'm sorry. It was a live feed. And so they did a live feed and Greg Locke actually got on and like did live deliverance. Um, that was broadcast to all the theaters. And so the second time though, they didn't do the live broadcast. They just played the actual movie, which I think was helpful to have it in more screens because then you weren't worrying about the, the live feed and the satellites and all that stuff. And, but the consequence of that was there was no deliverance. Um, and then I think the third time they released it, they actually put in 
a deliverance like message at the very end. Mm. Um, so they kind of compromised and, and or not compromised, but they found a way to kind of get in between. Okay. And I believe the one that's going to be released, it's coming out actually July 6th. It'll be starting to be streamed on um, Amazon, uh, YouTube, and a couple of other places. So it's worth checking out. And I believe they're going to have the deliverance at the end as well. Okay. But when we went, we watched it and there was no live deliverance. And I knew that going in because I'd seen enough. I'd kind of read up and I knew what to expect. No live deliverance broadcasted. Broadcasted, yeah. And I knew like, all right, this is, it's up to us. It is our responsibility. It is our, we're going to be obedient to Christ and we are going to cast out demons. Okay. And so um, I knew we there was a handful of us that had experienced, have experienced uh, doing deliverance. And so stood up at the end and just said like do not do not leave this theater if without, you need without receiving prayer yeah get come get prayer and we we had a whole mm-hmm. row and we had we had i think there was when we counted total i think there was like nine or ten total people wow. that received some form of deliverance and uh, some of them were uh, really manifesting i mean yeah. they were just going crazy yeah and we were able to get follow-up so we we would we prayed with them and then we would we would uh give them follow-up information with like uh, numbers of how they could do um, return and do follow-up uh, deliverances. Which you did. You yeah, did, right? Of, you had some baptisms too. Yeah. One of the, one of the gals we've seen um, comes regularly to the, the, the church that we go, comes regularly on Wednesday nights. Um, and then um, another guy, I just literally just ran into her yesterday. Um, she just popped, popped by the church to, to say hi and see if we were there. And I was there. So I had a chance to chat with her and then, um, another gentleman had showed up on on a Wednesday night as well. So yeah, there's there's been follow up with with a lot of them. Um, yeah, it's and it's just being obedient, man, and just going like I, I'm. It's I. It's like one of those like you know it's what you're supposed to do when like your heart's just like <laughs> like pounding and you're like whoa man I'm like this could this could be I could either look really foolish right now. Um, and I, some people are going to think that, but I'm going to do what, what I know um, Holy Spirit's telling me to do right wow. now. For me, that was to stand up and, and yell to everybody, like, don't go. Stay. Mm. Wow. Stay, stay. And then we, and then it was beautiful because people just kind of connected with somebody and started praying for them. And I was doing a lot of like walking around and, and checking in with each, with each person and with each group that was praying and just, just trying to, um, yeah, just trying to, I don't even know, man. I was like a lot of, lot of praying in tongues happening. Lots of praying in tongues happening. Wow. Yeah. I'm just trying to listen and, um, you know, walk by somebody and I get a word of knowledge and, Oh, that's neat. And say it and then move on to the next one. And yeah. So yeah, it was good. It was that, and that's a totally different topic and I don't want to get into yeah, it, yeah, but, but, but I would, I do want to notice you said a word of knowledge. That's something yeah. that even like, any Christian can get a, a word of knowledge yeah. if the if the Lord wants to use you for something, yeah. uh, for, for for you know giving somebody something, you just know like what happens right. You just know in your spirit that that you a sudden download that that yeah. you, this is a knowledge for that that this yep. person needs to hear. And then we share we it, speak it out, about? right? Yeah. And I I believe it's connected. That's a whole other topic, but I believe yeah. it's connected to even a prophecy. Like it's a it's 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 something that we have to practice and we have to do okay it's a do it's not just doesn't just come out of your mouth yeah you know, open up your mouth and speak it. okay um and with faith that like and this might again 
this might make me look really foolish if I bring up something that the Lord's laying on my heart that, that has to do with this person that I don't know. And I don't know if, if what I'm getting is, is accurate at all. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to say it though, with faith that it's from the Lord. Yeah. And of course it's up to them. They have to, they have to check every, every prophecy needs to be checked, yeah. you know, tested. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I noticed from that movie, Something I got out of that movie. Obviously, the, the movie argued the necessity for deliverance. Mm, yeah, that was the primary message. Yeah, I'd agree with that. What disappointed me about the movie is it didn't at all talk about properly how to do deliverance. Yeah, and yeah. so like I was with some friends near some friends who, um, they tried to jump right in to do mm -hmm. deliverance with each other. Yeah. And it was kind of messy. Yeah. And yes. and I actually ran to Jessica. I was like, I'm I'm done watching this because it was actually they made things worse because they're actually the person doing deliverance was starting to actually confess sins to the person trying to be de they yeah. delivered. You tell, but the heart's there. So that I I mean, here's the thing. Like the first time that I ever cast out, I had no idea what I was. I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I could watch all the videos I want or anything, but it was it was literally a like. Holy Spirit, you're going to have to help. I don't know exactly what I'm doing. And then we just went in and we did it. And was it mess? It probably was a little messy, mm -hmm. but that's, that's part of learning okay. how, how to, how to walk in, in, in the spirit and how to walk in giftings. It's, it's, it's the grace of knowing that like, there's going to be times I mess up. There's going to be times I speak something out, a word of prophecy, whatever, that that's not, maybe I heard wrong or I interpreted what I was hearing in the spirit wrong. That's going to happen. But but okay. don't we can't let that cripple us into into not stepping out in faith. That's that's really and, really good. And so I think of that situation with your friends, and I've I've seen them since then, and I and I know that there's a different grace that they carry now. Yeah. That that they're they're now it actually was a challenge for them to like I need to understand this more. Yeah. Um, and just since we're on this topic of learning, I, I do want to plug my own stuff. Oh yes, written, yes, so please, I've yes. Manual. I've written a deliverance manual. I'm hoping to have it published. Um, it's already done. A written manual. Yeah, written one. Okay. It's short. It's it's very short. It's I want to say it's, it's less than 20 pages. Okay. Um, it's very it's very practical. It's not the it's not super weighed down in theology. And when it's it becomes very, available, very practical. When it becomes available, I'll link it. Yeah, to the description awesome. of this. It'll be available everywhere, Amazon and and all that stuff. It'll be PDF okay. uh, download. And then um, on on our channel, um, I have deliverance um, lessons that'll be coming out. And, and they're all recorded. That. I'm just I'm just trying okay. to um, finish all the editing part of it. Okay. And it and it pretty much follows the manual. Okay. Exactly. So you kind of see it in a visual aspect and then the the manual goes into more detail with with like help with like specific prayers um different examples of how you can renounce how you can um break soul type things like that okay so that and that's a young your youtube channel constant yep. ministry and then i'll link to that in the description as well and then um I wanna I wanna have a moment after right after yeah. this to to bring our friend Jonathan Brown and this yeah. is uh, primarily your friend I barely barely have hardly even met Jonathan it's mostly on Facebook we've yeah we've friended each other um, but uh, 
we'll talk about you're 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 about to go to Bolivia yeah. here in just in like a couple of weeks, right? And then uh, and that's yeah. gonna be a year long stay in Bolivia. Yeah. Do, are you gonna be doing any uh, baptism deliverance there? Or? Oh. Yes. <laughs> you guys are going to talk about that in for sure. for a couple minutes. You can talk about it. Your primary we talked about it before. Yeah, so you'll go explore that and then also but your primary reason for going is just in general to support the local community there, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, it's just to be body to in, body life. Body life, live in community, uh, be led by the spirit every day, do we do prison ministry, we help out with right children's homes and um just ministering in the community, all that, yeah and um and then while you're there um are you, you see ministry to the community is it gonna yeah. be doing a like preaching and stuff or I, I open um, a lot any of the, evangelism? a lot of times it, there are some street ministry that happens where yeah we share we share the love of christ what we try to do is we try to everywhere we go um we try to go with another disciple and we try to listen to the holy spirit as we go oh, okay and then sometimes the Holy Spirit's like leads us to talk to somebody. Okay. And so going in that, pairs. A lot of times that's how it happens. That's and right. You just start. That's start the way it was in the Bible. Conversation with them, maybe offer to pray for them for something, and so you do. You're that doing the the Jesus and the disciples out in pairs yeah. thing out in Bolivia. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That sounds exciting, man. I wish I could join you guys, well, you and know. I would actually <laughs> if I didn't have. <laughs> Uh, all the stuff that my 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 don't, you know. Don't let, that, don't let that hold you down. If there was a way, we'll make a listen. I have to follow the Holy Spirit. Yes. So you're so following the Holy Spirit. Makes you to come to Bolivia. You should come. Right now, I <laughs> am being instructed to gather the most amazing people. Yeah. And and oh. do this this the podcast. And let uh, me know when you have them on. Yeah. No. <laughs> I should say uh, excellent demonstrations of of how God is using yeah. individuals, normal people yeah. who have been blessed with giftings to extraordinary measures. And, and that's the way it sh like all of us have been given extraordinary mm -hmm. giftings for extraordinary use. Absolutely. If, if we submit to that, yes. right? Yes. So I'm, I'm grateful that you guys are dedicating yourselves to ministry, not just here, deliverance and baptism here in your being guided in that way here, but um, wanting to take it out, you know, just ministry in general, Thank God's you, yeah. God's love to other countries. And that's not necessarily what being an all in Christian necessarily means. It, I mean, because a lot of people, a lot of people say, you know, when I was a kid, I was scared that God's going to send me to Africa. Yeah. That's, I think that was uh, anyway. So, and that that not necessarily, but that's your calling right now, yeah. right? And um, so that's beautiful. I think it's always our. I'll just say I think it's always our calling to go, okay. whatever that looks like. And that that for me, whoever go like, is that. Yeah, that for me that looks like going to another country. Um, oh. For others, it might look like going outside of the walls of the church and doing. Yes. Right? Okay. So what wherever wherever God has you at, um, go. <laughs> Do it, you know, get out with the Holy Spirit and, and, and be obedient. Yeah. Be obedient to his voice. Brian, how's the, what's the best way for people to contact you? I think, you know, through the channel is a great way because it just ha has all the information already on there. But, the YouTube channel? Um, our, our email is constantministry at gmail.com. So it's, okay. it's super easy way to, to get a hold of us. Okay. If you have questions, comments, things like that. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, thanks guys for uh, joining us and I'm going to switch over. I'm going to actually extend this with uh, bringing Jonathan Brown in, but, uh, but, um, Brian, I really thank you for, for joining me and, uh, and I'm actually a little looking for you. That's kind of weird. This is kind of a, this is, yes. Oh, this is, we would hug. Yeah. This is our, my first interview on this podcast. So, um, this will be, uh, this is practice run, right? Yeah. You know, learn, learn as we go. Uh, yeah. So thank you guys for joining us. And also just so you guys, uh, are aware, cause I don't know where you're hearing this from. Uh, it's available on YouTube as a video recording. Mm. And then it's also available as just a regular audio podcast, pretty much everywhere that you listen to audio podcasts, except, yeah. uh, anything driven from, from Apple. Um, I don't know why they're not letting me log in oh. to, as a new creator. So, um, I think it's, and, and, uh, forums post has been complaining about not being able to log in since 2001 oh, Wow, or 2021, 2021. So it's been, we rebuke you. They're not, <laughs> we rebuke you know, you thanks right. Apple. <laughs> this is, okay. Kind of. I mean. And, uh, we'll, the next, the next, uh, the next episode we'll be talking about, um, hearing the voice of God and following, following the Holy Spirit. So thanks Brian and see you guys next time. Hey, thank you guys for joining the change podcast your regular host john davis is here in the room he's he's watching us um he's he's making sure that we're we're on point and that we're, <laughs> we're we're doing what we're supposed to do yeah um i but, couldn't fit behind the table yeah <laughs> we can't get three people back here so that's that's yeah that might have to change at some yes. point <laughs> Um, I'm Brian Constant. Um, from previous podcasts, you probably have seen me. Um, and um, I've been here in Nampa, Idaho for 18 years now. And my life got radically changed um, two years ago when um, I see I knew a lot about the Lord. I, I knew a lot about him, knew all the answers biblically, um, mm -hmm. but I didn't really know. I didn't really truly have a relationship because I never truly really surrendered and, and repented from my sins and, and died to my old life. Uh, we talked about that a little bit in that last podcast of what, what does it mean to, to die um, to ourselves and to live for Christ. And so um, now um, I am, uh, I would just say I'm a full-time missionary now. Um, I've been in ministry, full-time missions, uh, really for a year now when I quit my, I used to teach and I quit my teaching job and, um, Holy Spirit led me to do that. We went on a trip to Bolivia where my, my good friend, John Brown is from. Um, he'll talk a little bit about that. And, um, I, I got born again, got filled with the Holy Spirit and started sharing the gospel, started, started praying for people to, um, be healed, started praying for. Uh, people to be free from demonic oppressions. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of like my journey this last two years. And then Holy Spirit has really been teaching me a lot about deliverance. Um, we like to talk about kingdom identity. And my one of my identities in the kingdom is, uh, first, I'm a Barnabas, uh, which means I'm a son of encouragement. So I know like one of the gifts I have is to encourage others and to, to try to build them up. And then um, my other that he calls me is his spiritual lawyer and and that ties in a lot to uh to deliverance and mm -hmm. to seeing people 
set free. Um, yeah, and this is my cool. good friend, John Brown. Yeah, I'm Jonathan Brown, and uh, I was born and raised in the United States. As a kid, I had some uh, some strange, but maybe not so strange nowadays, childhood traumas, difficulties, things like that. And born again at 14, um, got kind of lost in the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, as Jesus says. Um, and then the Lord let the life that we, my wife and I had built up, um, fall to pieces in 20, the end of 2014. Um, and then I stopped working in 2015 and, uh, we went to Africa, went to other places, um, and kind of stopped worrying about the things of this earth and started worrying about things that are eternal, uh, full time in 2015. Um, and I don't know, uh, my part of my, my identity or actually the, the closest summary I can get right now is a vanguard of truth. Um, that's a weird word for some people, but it's basically the front runner, um, the, 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 and the tip of the spear, the, the yeah. attacking force, the, the leading force, um, as it has to do with truth. And so that carries with it. I've got some giftings that would be apostolic in tendency, um, going into new territory, um, starting something new from scratch. Um, and then the truth side kind of touches on the prophetic a yeah. bit, um, basically saying, hey, this is the real deal thing right now. This is what God is wanting to say and do. Um, and that's almost always in contrast or opposition to what is currently thought or believed, um, which can be a delicate thing to kind of walk out. Anyway, it can challenge some people sometimes. Constantly, for sure. Me first, and then the people around me. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I love that. Um, I love that. And we've had a lot of chance to talk about what that looks like to to dive into your your spiritual identity. Um, that I think is a whole for for John. Uh, it was to explore as a whole nother podcast of, of, of how to, how to pursue your identity in Christ. We um, might split screen zoom that someday. Yeah, that would be actually really cool. Cause we're, cause we're not just, um, the way we say that too, is we're not just, yes, we are sons of the most high God. Yes. We are co-heirs with Christ. Absolutely. Um, all of those are absolutely true. We're deeply loved by the father. We are adopted into the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Those are all parts of our identity, but there is a kingdom identity um, that he wants to, um, flesh out in you. Like flesh what? Is probably the wrong word, but he wants to. Well, what specific part of the body of Christ are you? Mm -hmm. You know, the elbow doesn't have the same function as the nose, and and Paul makes that clear in First Corinthians twelve, yeah. and it's it's not just a worthwhile endeavor; it is a necessary yeah. endeavor. Is this the same as calling? Sorry, you can ask. Repeat what I asked. Oh yeah. I I would not say this is the same as calling. Um, I would say that a calling. Um, tends to have a temporary element to it. It has an, uh, like a mission concept to it, mm -hmm. a specific task to accomplish. And that is absolutely distinct yeah. from our identity. They're oftentimes related. Um, for example, like when the Lord sent us to Bolivia, um, I didn't know how poorly I was walking out my identity, mm -hmm. but going to a foreign country where other people don't talk or, or do what we do, um, absolutely lines up with Vanguard of Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really that's really good. Like, you know, my calling right now, my calling has been at least over this last really this strong over this last six months is to actually um, teach and disciple and to come alongside younger disciples into to really teach them the things that I've learned over the last two years. Right. 
um, particularly in in the the realm of um, of deliverance and and even inner healing. And so that's kind of where my calling has been over the last six months. And now that I'm in a season where that's changing, um, and my calling now is moving into you know, going into a full-time foreign missions and living in, in a Bolivia. country mm-hmm. in Bolivia. I think, and, and so that's the calling, right? But that right. But my identity, my identity is something different, right? right. My identity is tied, tied often to giftings. Um, I, I know I have, I have an uh, apostolic gifting as well, the wanting to come and to raise up. And I think that, that, that encouragement piece plays a big part in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also, I have a gift of teaching. I, I know mm-hmm. that. And I know that that's, that's something that the natural world just looks at and goes like, oh, well, yeah, you were, you were a teacher and you were trained to do those things. And I go, you, no, cause God, cause God wired you that to, way. To, to so then you ended up being a teacher. Sharpen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He yeah. led me to sharpen those skills for the kingdom of God. Um, and so I know that there, there's going to be, um, opportunities for me to right. use those giftings, right. um, when we go. Um, so I think, yeah. I think kind of our objective with this little podcast part mm-hmm. here is to, to be a companion to the one that previous to this one that mm-hmm. Brian and John did. Um, and that's like, how, how do we take that um, mm-hmm. baptism and deliverance element? And what is that maybe going to look like in a, in a foreign country? Yeah. Um, so I can host myself into this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, what I've seen, what I've seen, and I, just to be honest, like I didn't know anything. I like, I was so ill-equipped and I'm not trying to put anybody down for my years in a traditional Mm -hmm. church format. I just, I wasn't ready to deliver people from demons. I I didn't know how, I'd never been trained to baptize people or why people get baptized. Mm -hmm. I was baptized as a little kid, um, as a public declaration of an inward faith, um, which is extraordinarily unbiblical. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we want to, we want to, talk about lies sometimes and call them out and say, Hey, let's, let's actually start with scripture and go there. But, um, so what we did, what we ended up doing, we got the gospel first. Um, it's another thing, another skill that I think every single Christ follower should get almost immediately in their walk with God. Um, is how, how do I get this message mm-hmm. of a transformed life, somebody somebody freed from sin mm-hmm. and and dead to sin, freed from, from the consequences of sin and brought into the kingdom of light? Um, how do I communicate that to other people? Because yeah. those are, despite only, yeah, um, they're like primary to what we're doing. So we got the gospel, we started sharing the gospel and we started seeing... Um, deliverance happen almost exclusively in baptism and repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, how does that play out? Quite honestly, um, led by the Holy spirit. Um, we don't have cool social networks that, um, allow people to say, Hey, I'm demonized and I need deliverance. Right. Um, it's hyper personal. I say we have a, a hyper relational ministry, um, in the sense that we know the people that God places in our path, like physically, like the human beings that are standing in front of us. Um, People do have digital relationships, but yeah, that's a little bit of how we connect is, is really personal. It's like, yeah, it's different. Yeah, I agree. And we've had a chance um, on my previous trips to do this together as well, Mm -hmm. to to baptize and to to do deliverance in the waters of baptism. Um, I think for me, it's different for sure, because there's a language difference, right? And that, that oftentimes has its own 
problems or maybe even just opportunities of its own. And the opportunity being that I ha I know going into it, going into this next season that I have to be that much more dependent on the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, because guess what? He speaks all languages. So like, yeah. it doesn't, that, that part doesn't matter. If I'm being led by the Spirit, I know He's going to direct me in the right way. And, and there's a lot, there's actually a lot of comfort in that to know that, hey, listen to him yeah. and if he calls something out if he gives me a word of knowledge i just speak it out um by the way like um demons don't just speak one language either so yeah. they, you know that they're going to be they're going to be obedient to the name of jesus period yeah uh, i this is not something i would preach from a pulpit or anything but my my perception my concept of how spiritual beings receive and communicate is through spiritual ears like mm -hmm. in spiritual senses and so even if we're speaking English, they're hearing yeah. our spirit communicating what we're trying to communicate. So oh, yeah, anyway, uh, I because I've gone into a foreign country trying to serve Jesus without knowing the language that the human beings speak there, mm -hmm. um, uh, your, your language gets really simple. Um, mm -hmm. Instead of operating in our wisdom and our past experience, yeah, a lot of times we have very basic words, very simple messages, um, and that purification of what we say is it's really good for me because then I'm more keenly aware of how little it is that I actually do and how wow. humble I need to be. Um, and you'll probably be moderately dependent on people translating for you in in the beginning months. Um, and that's good too, because it conditions us to work as a team all yeah. the time. Yeah, that's really good. And we and we have a lot of opportunities. Just I'm I'm thinking out loud right now. We we do have a lot of opportunities where we do run into people that that need freedom. Um, it it happens a lot when we go into the prisons. Right. It's very noticeable. Mm -hmm. We get really good at, at at identifying those situations, and I think. Man, I'm just I'm keep getting drawn back to that that call that came out of that last episode. The call to just love, love the person. Mm -hmm. And I think we we've been in this. I know that I know your wife has Carly has um, really over this last month is really trying to see people the way Jesus sees them, to love them with the love of the Father, mm -hmm. regardless of their sin, regardless of their bondage. But that doesn't mean that we ignore the bondage and the sin. We call it out for what it is, right? And we call them to higher, yeah. We call them to a higher calling, to repent, to 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 come to Christ. We love them. We love them, and we, yeah. we see past the, the bondage. Yeah. We see past the bondage and the sin, and we and we we try to see them through the eyes of the Father. Yeah, I think I think something that would be distinct, and this is valuable just to think through, especially as we're about to dive into this. I yeah. mean, uh, we both leave in the next week to go into a culture that is not our our native, mm -hmm. earthly born culture. So it's got those challenges. Um, uh, the way that I probably identify people who need freedom in Bolivia, um, I I start by this: like every time you see or meet a little kid. Like just imagine like a three or four year old and like mom says, hey, do you want some ice cream? And they go, oh, yeah, totally. I love that. And you see this like bright light in their eyes. Um, well, people who have that light shut out, like yeah. it turns off and you see somebody go, Meh, whatever. 
And like, that's their way of life. Like, obviously there are different manifestations of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for most Bolivian kids, most Bolivian people that I know, um, that light shuts off somewhere around eight to 10 years old, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty sad. Um, yeah. It comes through neglect, abuse, drugs, trauma, alcohol, yeah. trauma. We got lots, lots of different things. Um, obviously that's not universally true, but we, we kind of work in what would be by American standards seen as like a slum or super poor, ultra poor, um, uh-huh. like desperate poverty neighborhood. That's like normal where I'm from. So we see those kids at the, those ages with the lights off yeah. and that's where like their God given spark or life has gone away yeah. and, and demonic controls over there. So identifying who might really need some freedom and deliverance is somewhat easy in that regard. Uh-huh. Um, it's like how to broach the subject is, yeah. is a little bit more challenging. I think there. um, Knowing the culture well enough, it's a very religious and mm-hmm. and open to spirituality. Um, so saying, hey, I think there might be, um, I always try and avoid saying, hey, I think you're demon possessed. Right, right, right. right? We don't we lead, try to avoid that in the U.S. We, we, <laughs> we avoid that terminology, but I think we can go a little bit faster there into saying, hey, I think there's a demonic attack on you. Um, and I think it's been happening for a long time. Would you like, do you see this thing X, Y, Z in your life? Cause that, that leads me to believe that like, you don't really have a lot of freedom from this demonic attack and just using those terminologies a little bit differently. And then, and we say, actually, when this has been going on for a long time, there's a different word like oppression. Yes. And like, so if we're talking to people who are able to have a conversation, which is a lot of people, but there are some people who aren't able to have a conversation um, with us, then we, you know, talk about it a little bit differently sometimes. Yeah. And, and that's where I don't, I don't personally have um, a ton of experience doing deliverance. Um, I've been a part of a number, mm-hmm. um, but it's not an area that I've been strengthened at. So Brian coming down is something that I'm hoping to be edified as we have yeah. a relatively, uh, yeah, a very young team of people in our community so we're we're happy to have that extra support yeah yeah i don't and i don't pretend to know what all that looks like mm-hmm. right now but I, I do know that utter dependence on the holy spirit mm-hmm. is is going to be necessary um yeah i so I, there's resources that i get to bring with me i'm bringing some spanish copies of different mm-hmm. you know books that have helped me along my journey um and i know that like reading a book's not always the answer, but for some of us that connect in that way, um, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. And I know like for me, I would read what was so, it's just been so cool about the last couple of years is I would read something. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'd be reading uh, Derek Prince or Don Dickman or one of those guys and Frank Hammond. I'd re- be reading something and I'd be learning it and, and intellectually. Right. And then Holy Spirit would bring someone along what I just learned actually applied to yeah. where I could practice it um, in, in real life and not yeah. just like, you know, mental ascension. That's really beautiful. Um, and it happened over and over and mm. over and over. So like, over no again. doubt, no doubt. Holy Spirit's yeah. lining this up. Where I'm like, Whoa, like this is, and what, what's really cool is when, when things like that happen, it starts to affirm um, that identity. So he, right. Who he calls me. Right. And then I'm like, Whoa, like, not just do you call me that, but you're actually building me up in that way. Mm. And you're actually providing these, these divine appointments, which are, they're, they're clearly like, 
And the world goes like, oh, that's a coincidence. I'm like, no, no, that's like, yeah, like that's 10 like, of them in a row over three weeks. That, that's very godly. It's a godly yeah. encounter, right? Where he's now bringing in to support and to build me up right. um, in, the, in the area that he has right. called me to, to operate in. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think to try and touch on that other point, like what does baptism kind of mm. look like? Yeah. Um, so Bolivia specifically, right? I, I have been to other countries and have like some general understanding of culture, but just to see how does this contextually hit in other places, um, seeing what people's concept of baptism is, if they have one already, um, is good. Uh, what, what confusion, what truth, what good, what yeah. bad in each color. So a uh, cu- culture. Um, so like John was saying in the previous podcast, um, there's a lot of observing. Yeah. Um, I think Jesus came to earth and, and waited till he was 30 to start ministering because as a human being, observing was key yeah, before you dive into things. So, um, and baptism was actually brand new for a lot of people. Not that baptism didn't exist prior to John the Baptist, yeah. but for it to be used in a highly godly context for a godly purpose i think it was relatively new at the time um and so in one sense jesus was waiting for baptism to get kind of established that's part of preparing the way that's really good because like we we know that uh um hebrew word now mikvahs were happening right which are far more like traditional ritual type stuff Mm -hmm. like ritual cleansing right right right. that kind of stuff was happening but to be baptized into someone's name, right. you know, was was certainly not happening. Um, it wasn't like and specifically for forgiveness of sins yeah, and re- and, and repentance. Use that language along with it, um, it's it's very different. Right. It's, it's, as I would I would imagine very different. So I, I like that that you know he it's so true that that there's observation that was happening prior to the launching into. Right. So how that works in Bolivia, to my perception, right? You know, limited, mm-hmm. but um, almost everybody uh, comes from a Catholic upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, they say today, eighty-seven percent, something like that. I, I don't trust yeah. the statistics too much, but the large majority um, identify as Catholic, which means that they were sprinkled as a baby, right. and that's it. And they say they actually have a saying that everybody says is, "If I get baptized again, I'm making fun of God." And I'm like. I, I don't know where it comes from, but everybody says it. So if somebody is resistant or it could be a manifestation of a demon that's resistant mm-hmm. to us talking about the concept of, of death to life and baptism and the possibility of somebody having another one, they're like, I don't want to make fun of God. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's ridiculing God to say that. Um, yeah. So we, we have to deal with that because of this existing concept through their sprinkling as a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, another way that baptism is used down there is every new church that you go to, you have to be baptized into their church, um, which is something completely different than the right. baptism of scripture. Right. Um, if people want to do it, uh, I guess, but that's that's kind of confusing. Yeah. That's really confusing at best. Like that's what they're reaching at. Um, so helping people understand what is Biblical baptism is hard. And we have people speak out openly against us, um, calling us different things when we say hey you need to be you need to be born again mm-hmm. born of water and of spirit you know you need to be baptized into death and new life um and we find a lot of people have never heard that concept right just like i hadn't just like it hadn't sunk or it didn't sink in does some of that down there have to do with 
language and, and culture of, of maybe they, they've heard the word preached to them, but they haven't read it for themselves. Because you know, when we get to Romans 6, it gets, uh, to me, it I mean, feels really I mean, clear. Obviously, there was a veil over my eyes for right. years and years and years, right? But, but when I read it, 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 it's pretty clear right. um, what baptism is um, uh, with, with being in regards to death. Death I, to life. I'm not a huge, well, I'll use an example, but, um, after, after I make this statement, I'm not a huge proponent of saying like, Hey, we need to get people better education because right, right, then right. their understanding is going to grow. And then eventually they'll be able to follow the Lord. Right. Um, I, I'm not much for doing social work in that sense. I'm not against helping people have an education, but I always drive with the gospel, like yeah. gospels first meeting God, um, being born again, that's first. And anything else is going to be led as the Lord, as Holy Spirit does that. But um, I do think that there's a real lack of comprehension. Um, people don't understand abstract concepts. Um, they've been trying to survive just by getting enough money today so they can eat tomorrow right. um, kind of stuff. And those people don't have as much practice in thinking abstractly. Um, nor do they have the education and they read what we would be equivalent to a King James Bible down there. And at least for me, as I was learning Spanish, I was like, this is confusing because nobody talks like this. And there's like a whole, a whole, um, we don't, not to get too deep into details here, but, um, in Spanish, there's lots of conjugations. So every verb, every, um, pronoun is different depending on tense of things. So it's, if it's, you know, third person, plural, etc. So enough on that. So they use whole conjugations that nobody uses right. in the Bible. And that was confusing for me. And so like how, how when the Bible is written in a language that nobody is speaking and this person is like mm. low on the educational standards of, of other countries, um, that's difficult for some of that stuff right. to sink in, even if they did read it for themselves. Right. So a lot of that is like, we're going to sit down face to face yeah. And I'm going to try, yeah. I, if I can, we'll go to scripture, but even, even reading is a thing that a lot of people don't yeah. have. So doing it one-on-one -on -one and personal, um, is definitely part of that. Um, and that requires patience. Right. And, oh. and it just makes me really glad that Jesus, um, yeah, did a lot of one-on-one -on -one with a lot of maybe lesser educated people. Yeah. Um, and he communicated things in a way that they could receive it. Anyway. I remember actually this brings up a conversation we just had the other day about about my like journey of teaching and one of the thing one of the lessons learned from my time teaching in the classroom um, teaching 10 year olds and 11 year olds mm -hmm. is being able to take these concepts and and make them um, understandable right like, depending on someone's learning learning ability or age ability or ability to read or understand right. and, and taking these concepts and making them a lot more simple um, mm -hmm. and easier to comprehend. Um, yeah. so I think of those skills too, uh, going into this as well of not just the making things simpler for others, but it, there's going to be a lot of that making it simple for myself too. I think, um, I think especially language wise in the gospel of John, um, which a lot of people, um, direct new believers to the gospel of John, um, because the language is not academic it's actually really symbolic. Mm -hmm. um, and what I love about that form of communication, that style of communication, is it expresses a concept in a way that anybody can have some understanding. But as you dive deeper and deeper into that, um, the, the depths are 
immeasurable in how far you can go. Like Jesus is light and like people, oh yeah, I can get a basic understanding, but I can also carry on with that for all of time. He's bread. We were talking about this. He's bread. Right. He's living water. Um, right. So a small child can understand. Yeah. Oh yeah, bread and water. I know. Oh yeah, it fills my tummy. I, I don't feel hungry. I feel more satisfied. All those things are true of God, but there's so much more to it there. Yeah. That's good. I don't know. I think I think we want to respect the companion podcast here, yeah. and there's so there's a little bit of a taste of baptism yeah. and and deliverance and how we think about it. Maybe a little differently based on context. Right. Um, I also have seen people walking around demon-possessed naked in public um, in downtown Los Angeles and yeah. also in Santa Cruz, Bolivia. So, so those, ty- those types of like, like really obvious things yeah. can exist in the United States, even yeah. if they're less common. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good, too. Well, yeah. Thanks for um, joining us on this little abbreviated uh, hopefully abbreviated hopefully brief podcast um, just a little companion to you know what what we'll be up to in in Bolivia and so make sure that you're subscribing to this channel and, and following along and, and liking the videos I know that, that really helps out with all the algorithms and all that stuff but um, yeah we, we really appreciate um, the time uh, to just share kind of what's what where we're going and what we'll be doing and what's been on our hearts lately so thanks hope you guys enjoyed it and uh, tune in for the next one